Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. 
a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. Yes, it is in the air everywhere, the fifth hour, each and every week at about this time. Well, it really is when you download the podcast. It's not about this time because you can listen to the podcast at any point. This is a Friday podcast because four hours a night are not enough. This is a spinoff of the overnight show, the Ben Maller show, but you already knew that. We do this eight days a week, but this being Friday, we try to bring somebody in. Uh, that we we like or somebody that we know and and this is an interview podcast we're joined again by david gascon this week he's back he's decided to show up this week there he is. And, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited i think we're gonna get a lot of downloads i think this is gonna be a popular podcast and it, it will have nothing to do with us it will have nothing to do with us, Gaston. Not a single man, woman, or child that finds this podcast is going to want to hear a word that we have to say. But That's we, my prediction. But we get to reminisce a little bit about the year 2007. and where, 2007. Where you were, where I was, and what was yeah. going on. Because I'll tell you this much. Las Vegas sportsbooks cleaned fucking up. Yeah, it is one of the defining moments as a sports fan in in my life. Uh, I did not expect this outcome. I was very upset with this outcome. Were you upset? Uh, well, yeah, I, I was. Yeah, we're talking about Super Bowl Forty Two, and if you remember, that was the Giants playing the unbeaten big, mighty New England Patriots, that great Patriot team that had run the table, and they it played the Giants in Super Bowl Forty Two. And the person we are going to have on here is going to join us in a second. Is the player that caught the game-winning touchdown in Super Bowl forty-two with less than a minute to go? Plaxico Burst, who's now our teammate guest guy. This yeah. is our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio. Plaxico hosts the show on the weekends with Lavar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada. It's called Up on Game, I believe is what it's called. That's right. Yes. That's, right. that's right. And for on the record. Saturdays on Saturdays, right? What yes. time is it? Saturdays 1 to 3 Eastern, that's I believe. Right. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And for the record, he was wide the fuck open in the end zone. <laughs> still got to catch him on my own. <laughs> I still got to catch him. Man. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was wild because working with Plaxico a couple weeks ago, he actually said this live on the show where he was watching tape the week prior to the Super Bowl and just prepping on the coverages and what the alignments were going to be. And he knew in that given sequence that he would be open in the corner of the end zone because the corner he was going up against typically sat on the goal line. So he knew if Manning made a perfect throw to him, he'd be wide the fuck open. And he was, I mean, there's plenty of room. It wasn't like a San Antonio Holmes catch against Arizona, but man, hell of a play. Yeah, it, it was uh, in, insane, and I just did not – I thought there's no – the Patriots might play a close game, but they're not going to lose. I mean, they're not going to lose to the Giants, and uh, sure enough, Plaxico's team got it done, and so congratulations to them all these years later, and he's now he's a talk show host at Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> right. So uh, he's he's in our little world here, and I, I got to ask him at some point about – because I, when I was a kid, you know, fat kid, you know, I'd toss the football up, and you imagine – it's like in basketball, you hit the game-winning shot, right? Game-winning shot in basketball. Baseball, game-winning walk-off home run, like a Joe Carter moment in the World Series. 
and or Max Muncie. Uh, but or in in football, it's it's either throwing the game-winning touchdown or often catching the game. I, for me, it was like catching the game-winning touchdown. Back in the end zone, you know, do a little toe tap and that whole thing. And Plaxico got to live that out. So I got to ask him about that at some point. But why don't we begin? Uh, we, Plaxico, welcome in. Plaxico Burris here uh, joining us, our colleague at Fox Sports Radio. So why don't we start with the fact that you are a sports talk radio host. How is the sports talk radio life treating you, Plaxico? Oh, man, it's fun, man. I enjoy it, man. Um, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm grateful for LeVar and TJ reaching out to me and, and the one to include me and, you know, what those guys have, uh, have going on. And, you know, it's just, you know, uh, I love it, man, just getting on the radio and and, and, and speaking the truth and, and you know, just, just trying to remain relevant out here and, and give people you know the you know the knowledge of of what we have experienced over time over our careers, which have you know Lavar obviously TJ myself me me playing thirteen years and and being able to accomplish some special things. You know it, it's just good to reach out to the audience and just speak to them. Yeah. Now, were you guys friends when you you, know, you played obviously a long time in the NFL? Were you were you guys uh, what kind of relationship did you have with those guys when you were playing in the NFL? Oh man, you know, uh, me and Lavar, we were drafted together back in 2000. Uh, obviously, came from Penn State. I was at Michigan State, and and uh, me and him developed a uh, a pretty special bond, even though that we didn't play together. And you know, just recognizing the talents and, and recognizing uh, you know the work ethic of you know what we possessed, and it, it, we just kind of just came together. And me being in Pittsburgh and and competing against TJ, obviously, I, I didn't get a chance to tackle him or get an interception. <laughs> but uh, you know, just a respect factor of, of of him, you know, watching him how he went about his business, how he conducted himself on and off the field. You know, he, he was just a tremendous competitor, and I had nothing but the utmost respect for him. Yeah. Now, I have to ask you, as a former professional athlete, Plaxico, uh, I, I'm a lifetime right. I'm a lifetime sports radio guy. So okay. did you did you listen to sports talk radio when you were younger or when when you were playing or is this all the new world to you? Well, uh, I think you're older than me, correct? So <laughs> there wasn't a lot of sports talk radio growing up, especially when I was growing up in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I think we're one of the few states that doesn't even have a professional team, but. From a from a sports radio uh, perspective, it's just you know you speaking from experience. Uh, I, I think that's the best teacher for for myself. And you know, obviously, Lavar has been in you know TV and sports radio talking, and along with TJ. But you know, for me, it's just really just getting out there and speaking from personal experiences. Uh, you know what I've learned and the people that I came in co- come in contact with. Uh, my friendships, relationships, which I take, you know, very seriously. And it, it's just been a culmination of all those things just coming together for myself and, and this show up on game. You can check it out on Saturdays between 1 and 3 p.m. And uh, it's a new avenue for me, but at the same time, it's just it's just me speaking from personal experience. Uh, other than that, I don't, I don't have a story to tell. No, I got you. I got you. You know, I just I, I over the years I've heard from some guys that when you were when you were playing, you were in the the arena, as they say, and you know, some guys would listen and and get 
you know, lathered up by this stupid stuff people on sports radio would say, or the hot takes, and other guys just kind of a, kind of ignored it. Right. You know, so, so it was it was just, it was that kind of deal. Now, now I want I want to get into some of the stories you, you got. You had a, a great career in college. You were at Michigan State for a couple of years in the NFL and all that. But but at Michigan State, you played for Nick Saban at Michigan State, and at that time, he was not you know football royalty like he has become. You know, the years since then, he was on his way to becoming that. What was what was it like back in those days at Michigan State with with Saban? Was he uh, was he the same way he he apparently is today? I mean, what was that relationship like? I mean, from a coaching standpoint, uh, I, you know, I, I've said on, on countless occasions that he's one of the he's one of the best brilliant football minds that I've ever came across. And, uh, you know, I would never back down from that. But at the same time, you know, me and him had some run-ins when I was going in college and I didn't agree with some of the things that that that, that he, that, that, uh, you know, I, I was coming from a different place. But uh, I've always had a great amount of respect for Nick. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always said, you know, he's never been a people, people person to me, you know, coming from a different environment. And, you know, he was he was one of those coaches that always yap, 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 yelling, 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 screaming. And I came from a coach uh, in Virginia Beach, Virginia, who my high school coach just retired a few like a week ago. You know, he was more of a teacher. He would more pull you to the side, put your arm around you, and really just you know, you know, tell you certain things that you were doing wrong. Not much, not less, you know, not more of the screaming. But you know, going back to Nick Saban, uh, I think uh, when I was at Michigan State, that he was you know, laying his foundation. Uh, if you look at the records that we have, my, my first year in '98, we went six and six, and then we came back in '99, and we went nine and two. And you look at the teams that we beat: we beat Oregon, uh, we beat Ohio State, we beat Notre Dame, we beat Penn State, and we beat Florida all in one season. And those are all top ten programs. And we're talking about back in 1999. So obviously, you know, he he ended the, he ended the season uh, not coaching us and leaving to go to LSU. And Bobby Williams was our coach in the Citrus Bowl and we won the Citrus Bowl in 2000. But uh, I think he was laying his foundation then. You know, back in 98 and 99, and I, at one time we were. I believe number four or five in the country in 1999, and uh, you know, and his record just what he's accomplished has just uh, you know, you know, it's been it's been phenomenal. Absolutely. So, what are the you play with a lot of different coaches? You, I think you've kind of let the cat out of the bag. You, you like the coach who's not a uh, Lahardo type, right? More if you if you were to make the perfect coach, Plaxico, for a football team, what would that? What ingredients would that coach have? Oh man, you know what? I, I, I came uh, across so many great coaches and great minds and 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 great teachers and, and, and coaches. Uh, I had a great opportunity to play for Mike Tomlin for two years. I had a great opportunity to play for Bill Cowher for five years. Great opportunity to play for uh, Coach Coughlin for four years. And uh, my high school coach, Nick Saban, and a couple of games under Bobby Williams. But 
just those culmination of, of people uh, I've all learned from. They've, they've all taught the game from a dis- different perspective, which you have nothing but the utmost respect for because while you were trying to pursue your dreams or aspirations or whatever, you learned something along the way from each one. And, and I think that's the, that's the thing that sticks out to me most about them all, you know, Mike Tomlin and Bill Kyle and, and Coach Coughlin and Nick Saban. Uh, I, I learned something from them all that I would take with me throughout life beyond football. And um, I, I, I think it's uh, pretty special that I, I got the chance to learn under those guys. And, and you know what? I, I, I'm not going to take Rex Ryan out of the picture either because he's a great, uh, great coach, great personality. You know, he loves his guys. He's loyal to them, great defensive coach. And, you know, when you put all those guys into a bag and say that you can – you learn from all of those great men and personalities, you know, it's been nothing but a blessing for me. Plax, what about your favorite teammate or guy that you played with in the league during your tenure in the National Football League? <laughs> Who, who's your favorite? My favorite teammate? I mean, I, I can't single one guy out, man. You know, Come on, Plax, so go. Characters. Go. <laughs> Yo, I played with so many characters, man. You yeah. know, uh, wow. What, what do I begin? Well, let me ask you this. Um, like, what was your relationship <laughs> with a guy like, I don't know, like Steve Smith or somebody like that? Smitty? Yeah. Oh, man, Smitty was – Smitty was one of the, and I'm, and I don't throw these words around, you know, kindly. Smitty was one of the greatest, like, ball trackers that I have been around. You put the ball up in the air, and he will find it, it will come down to his hands. But, you know, he was just, you know, he, he was a doofy guy from, from USC. Well, I can say that because he understands that. Mm-hmm. He was a young cat coming in. But, he, man, he, uh, he was so smart. And he could get out of a break like no other. And our relationship in the locker room was just, you know, it was incredible. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, OCU Manure and, you know, Earl Holmes and, uh, you know, Strahan. It, it just a plethora of guys that was just incredible to me as people. Uh, Antonio Pierce. And when we went out and we, you know, we put the attention strap on, it was all about business, but you know some of these guys, man, that you get to, that you get to know on a personal level, off of the football field. Richie Soy, but who was probably, arguably, the funniest teammate I ever played with in my entire life. And uh, you know, just a lot of guys, man. I, I can't say I have a favorite, but uh, you know, those, those are some of the guys on my list. Well, you played such a long period of time in the NFL. Looking back now on it. And I know it's it's kind of you know hindsight's twenty twenty, but if you were to give yourself advice from when you got into the league with what you know now, what would that be? Oh man, you know uh, to the young guys just coming in, just you know, uh, don't be afraid to say no. I think that's one of the things that uh, as a young man you, you try to. Uh, you know, make everybody happy and put it, put a smile on everybody's faces. But uh, a lot of people in your corner that don't have your, uh, you know, your best for you. And uh, perfect your craft, work out, train, understand what you're doing, because you know if you're not 
playing at your, at full speed, if you don't understand what's going on, then you, you then, then your full potential as as the player as an athlete won't be able to show. Mm-hmm. And you know, take care of your body. I was in a, I was in a ice tub every day for twelve years, <laughs> and I think that's one of the main reasons why I was so lucky to play so long. Take care of your body. Take care of yourself. Don't be afraid to say no. Uh, perfect your craft, whatever that may be, and and uh, you know just take care of yourself. Yeah, I want to ask you about that, Plax. When you say say the word no, did you have a sense coming out of college, or even when you got after your rookie deal, your first big payday, did you get the sense that there'd be some quote unquote new friends and new people hanging on you a little? Well, well, you don't get the sense of it because it's right there in front of you, mm-hmm. and and you as the person has to be the one to differentiate between you know the people who really care about you and the people that really don't. And you know, I, I kind of I fell into that situation a little bit coming out of the draft and and uh, and, and with different people. But you know, I think today that a lot of these guys are a lot smarter, and a lot of these guys are doing great things in the community. And, you know, building their brands and different things of that nature. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of these guys today are doing a great job with uh, themselves and, and brand. 20 years ago, I got drafted in two, uh, 2000. Mm-hmm. Myself and Tom Brady were the last two guys playing for my draft. It was just me and him in 2013. There was nobody left but me and him. <laughs> So I call him Grandpa. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, so it's just me and him, and I was lucky to uh, fortunate to play that long. And uh, I, I think the it's uh, uh, a lot of young stars in this league right now who are going down the right path and doing the right thing. And Plaxico, uh, when I was a kid, I think most you know kids when they're growing up, they you got to live something out that pretty much every kid imagined at one point or another. Where you know I was a fat kid, but I was like, I'm gonna catch the game-winning touchdown in a Super Bowl, and it's gonna be the crowd's gonna go wild. You did that though. You did that in a Super. Right. Was uh, when you were a kid, did you um, did you um, you know kind of play that on your head? And and if you did, did it live up to what you thought it was gonna be when you were growing up? I mean, you, you can't even write the story because I, I think every kid that is nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old, like myself walking down the street with a football, just tossing it up in the air, just counting down the clock, saying three, two, one. You know, you win the game and you just take off running with the ball in your hands. And, and you know, how many kids can actually say that, uh, you know, they were fortunate as myself to live out that kind of dream? And, and it's still surreal to me every day. And, you know, for me to be walking down the street, tossing that ball up in the air in Plaza Apartments and Pecan Gardens and Twinkinale and all these neighborhoods that I lived in, that I would be fortunate enough, you know, to live out a dream. And and to me, you know, all dreams can come true. As long as you just, you know, you stay focused and you really believe it and then go out and, and, and chase whatever it is you want to do. And, you know, obviously, you know, I'm in the New Jersey area, and you know New York Giant football is, uh, is 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 very prevalent in this area, so to speak. 
and I don't think there's one day that I go by where, you know, I have a kid who is, you know, 21 or 22 or 23 that were 10, 11 years old at that time saying that, you know, it was the greatest moment of their life. And, you know, it's one of the things that, you know, is just a part of me. And, uh, you know, it's just a dream come true for any kid. Now, when you were doing it, though, Plaxico, did it, did you know? You see in the movies, you hear stories like kind of things slowed down. Did they slow down? There was there was like thirty something seconds left in the game when you caught the the game winning touchdown. Like, what do you remember? Was it? Did it seem at the time you were doing it? Did you realize in the moment what you were doing, or was it like later on where it kind of all hit you? Absolutely, you know what's on the line. The chip is on the line. So, you know what. You know, that whole drive, we won a two-minute drive, and I could promise you that everybody on, on that on that offensive side of that ball, all 11 of us, we were so dog-tired, but it never mattered. You, you never felt it because the adrenaline outweighed the fatigue. It was like, you can't let your guys down right now. This is the, this, this is the biggest moment of your life at this time. And I don't even think I even – breathe during the whole thing that was going on. But obviously you know what's going on because you're trying to win a world championship. All the fatigue goes out of the window and you're just trying to, you know, have success, you know, down in and down out to get to win a world championship. And, 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 you know, when a player's called, I think everybody's just so focused and just locked in. You're not even thinking about anything that's going on on the outside. You know, you just want to win the game. Plax, was there, I mean, the conversations after that beating New England, what was that like around the league with, amongst the players? Because obviously social media, sports talk, radio, television, we're, we're all completely different animals. But You know what? I really don't know because, you know, obviously there wasn't a lot of social media. I believe Twitter had just came out. We were on MySpace then. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were on MySpace. There was no Twitter. There was no Instagram. There was no social media. Like, uh, you know, camera phones had just became popular. Yeah, this is back in 2007. Yeah. But the talk of the league was just, you know, we had just went out and did something that nobody in the world predicted us to do. They didn't expect us to get past Green Bay. Mm. So let alone go in and beat the the um, you know, the eighteen and old Patriots who had the best offense in NFL history that year, Moss and and Brady and, and all of those guys of what they accomplished. But uh, I think after week sixteen, after they beat us by three, I think the score was thirty eight thirty five. Our model going to that game was not to turn the ball over. We'll win the game. You know, Rodney Harrison ran another meter on a seven route and intercepted the ball to the field when they won by three. But I really don't think they wanted to play us again because we, we, we didn't care about none of the, you know, we didn't care about the spotlight. Uh, and I think it showed we were tougher than they were. They were the better football team. And I would say that. They were the better football team, skilled from a skill position wise, from a skill point. But they weren't physically tougher than us, and uh, you know uh, our team displayed that. And we got the Tom Brady and you know, sacking them and doing all these things without even blitzing. 
And, and I think that shows the character of our football team. We didn't really care who your name was on the back of your jersey, and, and that was our motto. And that was one of the things that it still remains with us today because we didn't care about, uh, you know, individualism or, or you know, or who got the most touchdowns, who got the most sacks. We just wanted to win because we had that much respect for the guy next to us. Hey, Plaxio, I was doing sports radio in those days. I remember the lead-up to that Super Bowl. Didn't you – I don't know if you guaranteed the win, but you had made a comment. I remember we talked about it, about how few points the Patriots were going to score in the lead-up. Right. And I, I remember – didn't uh, Tom Brady get upset or something? He had kind of a weird response. I remember we talked about that. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, TV didn't get upset. You know, he came, He got on TV and made a comment. He said – you know, I wish Plexico would have gave us a little more respect. Uh, I, I wish he would have said 45 to 42. But going into that week, we literally just get off the bus at the hotel, and we walk in the hotel, and this guy walks by me. I, I got my suitcase in my hand, you know, duffel bag on my back, and he said, Plex, what's going to be the score? I said, 17-14, we're going to win, and I just keep on walking. But, you know, unbeknownst to it, I wake up in the morning, and this guy is a part of the national media. <laughs> and, it, and I have no idea who the guy is. And, you know, I go to sleep. I wake up. My phone is off the hook, ringing crazy. <laughs> I turn the television, and it's like, oh, he guarantees the win. It's on, like, on the front page of the New York Post. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, I didn't do this. Who, who said this? I was, like, oh, I was like, oh, my gosh. The guy that walked by me in the hotel. I said it, and I had to live up to it. And I was like, you know what? That's what the score is going to be. It's seventeen to fourteen. We're going to win the game. And then when you know, t- t- Tuesday hit, straight hand got on the microphone and said, "Listen, I love his attitude. Nobody wants to lose this game, and we're going to try to do everything in our power to keep him to fourteen points." And my guys backed me up, and we went out there and we played like it. Plax, what was better, the New York media or the or the Pittsburgh Steelers media? That that whole group that's in Pittsburgh. Well, uh, hey, listen, I, I love Pittsburgh, but uh, you know, when I left Pittsburgh to go to New York, I thought the media day in Pittsburgh was something else, and then I stepped into a New York John locker room and it's 30, 30, 40 reporters on any given day. Pittsburgh, there's seven or eight. I mean, let's be real. Mm-hmm. There's seven or eight reporters. And, um, and you know, I had a few running with reporters, you know, not really printing the, the exact words that I was saying. And so, you know, uh, I stopped giving guys speeches for that reason because they weren't printing what I was saying. And I still know who they are to this day. But I would say this, the New York media, um, everybody has a job to do. And I understand that now, being on TV, being on radio, on the BNB, that everybody has a job to do. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, it, it can be brutal. Uh, you know, it, it can be, it can be cutthroat. You know, uh, so to speak. And that's one of the things that I've learned through it. And the media is our only outlet to the people because we can't. Speak to the people. So what you put out and what they write 
is what people are going to think. And that's one of the biggest things that I've realized, you know, being in media right now, is that what you put out to the media, that is what people are going to perceive you as. It's unfortunate, but at the same time, it can be your greatest asset. So does that mean that you're more inclined, like just from a professional, like where are you at now in radio and in media, television, does that mean that you're more comfortable being transparent about everything that's happened in your life? We're talking about from the NFL to your personal life to where you're at now. Do you do you use that all as as just tools for, you know, getting knowledge out to younger players and athletes and even students? Or do you kinda do you kinda hold some of those things back and, and give them a little bit of that? No, no, I don't hold back because I, I don't speak on hearsay. I speak off of what I've been told, what I've learned, personal experience, and the knowledge and the wisdom that has been passed on down to me from coaches, uh, you know, players, and putting real-life experiences into what I speak. And that's the beautiful thing about me being on radio is that I can speak from a personal perspective that is influential to the young players and to the people who are out there listening. Is that I don't, we don't just, I don't just go here and make up stuff. Yeah. Well, I heard or, or so and so told me. I can pick up the phone and talk to the source and 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 ask them uh, how do you want your story to be told. And that's one of the things that a lot of people miss out on is that when you can pick up the phone and talk to these people uh, first and foremost and be like, okay, how do you want me to get your message across? And a, a player or whoever it may be, they don't have a problem with that because they get their message across just the way that you want them to. Hey, uh, Plax, you, you, you're, you're giant royalty and all that because the, the the touchdown catch in the Super Bowl. But you played with the Jets also. What is the, what is the difference? You, you, you're, in, you're in Jersey. What is the difference from playing for the Giants and playing for the Jets? You just said it. it, it, it the difference between the Giants and the Jets. You just said it. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it, man. Uh, you know, uh, uh, shout out to Rex Ryan. Who was one of my, you know, one of my biggest supporters for me, you know, uh, you know, coming home and you know trying to get my feet back on the ground and resume my career, and, and you know, I will always be forever grateful for Rex and you know Woody Johnson and the whole organization over there in, in Florham Park, New Jersey. But um, just it, it, it's, a, it's a different feeling. It's a different aura of walking in the building each morning, going to the Jets and going to the Giants. I'm just, you know, uh, supreme. And the aura for the walking in the, the Giants is, you know, you know we're going to kick somebody this week. And the Jets is, I hope we can win a ball game. That's just the mindset of the player walking in, which it shouldn't be, but that's just how I felt 
you know, walking into the building, I, obviously I had a great opportunity to play with the Damian Thomas. It was one of the greatest running backs of all time. San Antonio Holmes, uh, you know, uh, Super Bowl MVP. And, you know, we came from uh, organizations and, you know, from, from winning Pittsburgh Giants and get to the Jets. And it's hard to accept losing, going to work every day and, and not winning games. It's, it's, it's hard to accept. And, you know, you kind of look at yourself, you know, what am I doing wrong? What can I do more to help us to help us win? You know, with that all being said, I send prayers out to Brian Schottenheimer, who was my offensive coordinator during that time. You know, obviously his, his father, Marty Schottenheimer, just passed away a few days ago. So I send my condolences out to uh, Brian and his family, the Schottenheimer family. But, yeah, with all that being said, it's Giants all day. So, Plax, take us through this real quick because you obviously had a unique circumstance in 2008 with the shooting, and you were out of the game of football for a long period of time. Like one season's bad enough, but a couple. But how did that? How did that relationship with Rex evolve? Like, how was it established for you to get back in the game? And and what were you thinking during that time off, where you couldn't get on the field? And now I'm sure you were wondering, hey, am I ever going to play professional ball again? You know, to be honest with you, I had not met Rex Ryan a day in my life before, you know, meeting him when I, when, when, when I signed. Um, I was on my way to see the San Francisco 49ers, and Harbaugh was the coach, and he wanted me to come way out to San Francisco. And, you know, obviously I was still living in New Jersey at the time, and Rex gave me a call, and – if my memory serves me correct, the New York Jets had just went to the AFC Championship game twice, and they weren't able to get over the get over the hurdle. And so, you know, I don't have to relocate. Um, they have a great defensive team, and I can go back to New Jersey, live in my same home, and play football. And you know, Rex was just great. And, you know, he, he he brought me in in a situation I had never met him. You know, he was, best, you know, the defensive coordinator at Baltimore when I was playing against him in Pittsburgh, and that was the only way that I really knew him. And, you know, he he brought me in. Well, you know, we didn't necessarily do as well as everybody wanted to do, but, you know, for Rex, man, just to, you know, just to, you know, stick his neck out there for me on the line and, and say, you know what, I want this guy, and, 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 he, and, he, and he helped me you know, turn everything around, you know, I, I feel I would be grateful for. And the reality is if you went to California, you still would have been fucked on taxes anyway, whether it's California or New Jersey. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yo, I'm not going to California for the same price. I mean, I might as well just stay in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a smart move. Right. Uh, and uh, it, no, it, right? it, yeah, even all these years later, Plags, it's it's still a smart move. It hasn't changed. It's, uh, it's the same I thing. But hey. I, 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 you know what? I, I will say this. So the first team that I went and saw was the Giants, and I went to see the San Francisco 49ers, and it just so happened that both of those teams end up in the NFC Championship game that year. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, who is the toughest defensive back that you went up against? Is there one guy that just you could not get past, or did you I – mean, it's got to be somebody, right? Who would it be? You know, um, I would say it's, it's three guys that always just, you know, just kind of just piss me off a little bit. 
One you wouldn't even believe was uh, uh, Samari Rowe. Samari Rowe was just incredible. You know, his feet were so quick, and his, you know, he, he was a long—he was a long arm guy, but he really wasn't that strong. But he could run with you, and you know, uh, he had great ball skills. And he, he was like a little mosquito. You just couldn't, you know, really get rid of him. And you know, obviously, going to the New York Jets and you know, seeing all the stuff, Brevis Island, Revis Island, and then going to practice and having to compete against him every day. And one on ones, and you'd be like, "Okay, this dude right here is the real deal." You know, he wasn't fast. He was, you know, he was sound. His technique was flawless, and he just—you couldn't beat him at the line of scrimmage. And he was patient. And you, and once you got the opportunity to play against him on a on a day in and day out basis, you understood, uh, you know, how, how good he was. Awesome. Hey, uh, Plax, thanks for the time. And again, Fox Sports Radio, you're our colleague. We're co- we're teammates here, Plax. Saturdays. I uh, know, man. Throw me the ball, man. Let's go. <laughs> All right. We got to go. You, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, every Saturday on Fox Sports Radio. If you haven't tried the show, check it out. Thank you, Plax. We'll, we'll talk to you again. Thanks, man. All right, no problem. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 